Happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I don't care what the devil did to you this week. I don't care about the attacks. Like David said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. So magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together for the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Once again, we just wanna thank you for tuning in this morning. We welcome you to the tabernacle of praise. We have so much to be thankful for today. We want you just to give us a shout out, say happy Sabbath, say something in the comment page, let us know that you're worshiping with us. We want you to share this page with somebody, share a link to save a life this morning, because this is going to be such a blessed Sabbath day. You know, we are living in some perilous times. Every time you turn on the news, you cannot help but hear something negative, something going wrong. There are calamities, there's civil and social unrest going, there's sickness everywhere. People's hearts are failing them for the fear of the things that's coming upon this world. There's an uncertainty about the future. Am I gonna have a job? Am, am I gonna get COVID? What's going on? People are very nervous. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And so we just have a, a blessing for you today. So we just want you to stay tuned. We're just so excited this morning. We just received word that one of our dear members, uh, son, Bryson uh, uh, McCray, we almost lost him last night. And so we just want to continue to pray for that family, continue to pray for him. We have so many things we need to pray for. If there was ever a time we need the Lord before we need him right now. So at this time, uh, our dear sister, uh, Brenda Phipps, is going to lead us to the altar of grace this morning. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Uh, let us bow our head as we go before the throne of God. Father God, I come this morning. Father God, I'm standing in the need for all of us that's listening here today. We first, Father, want to thank you so much for all that you do. We thank you, Father God, for being the only wise God, the God that has uh, compassion long-suffering, a God that uh, just pour out mercy. We thank you so much for that, Father. We would love to thank you. We thank you so much for sending your son, just allowing your son to go to that cross and die for us that we may have a tree of life. And I thank you for that, Father. I thank you, Father, so much for last night's sleeping slumber. I thank you, Father God, for waking each and every one of us up this morning and giving us a reasonable portion of our health. And then, Father God, even allowing us to get up and to uh, you put on our minds to uh, uh, want to worship with the tabernacle of praise this morning. And we thank you for that. We thank you, Father God, for our pastor and his wife and their family and their safe traveling. We thank you, Father God, just for being God and God all by yourself. Father, we want to thank you for the many blessings that you bestow upon us. We thank you, Father God, for looking into the nursing homes. We thank you, Father God, for going into the hospital. And we thank you, Father God, just for, uh, for just protecting each and every one of us through this pandemic. We thank you, Lord, that you are, 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 are the only God that can get us through. 
we want to also, Father, we want to ask you for special blessings. And special blessings this morning, we're going to uh, ask you, Father God, is for Bryce McCray. And Father, we want to thank you for uh, Paul, for Elder Paul Harris, because he, uh, we just, just, just thank you for Paul Harris, Father. Continue to keep him in your graces. And then, Father, we want to thank you for anyone on the line that's not feeling well or, you know, you don't think that it's a light at the end of the tunnel. We want to thank you, Father God, for letting them know that there is. And at the end, Father, we hope that sometime today, either a prayer is prayed, a song is sang, or a preached word reaches someone that wants to, uh, you know, be the want to come into uh, the, the house of faith. We thank you, Father God, so much for all that you do. And we just uh, pray that, you know, you get a blessing out of this prayer today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and thank God. Amen. Happy Sabbath, church family. Elder Carol here with the Stewardship Nugget, reminding each of us to be faithful in terms of our time, talent, temple, and treasure. I want to remind you that in the Holy Scriptures, Malachi 4.10 says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. I want to remember that even during this time of pandemic, God is still calling us to be faithful. Many of us here in Missouri recognize that we are called the show me state. And God is saying that to us. Let him show us that he will be faithful. He's inviting us to prove him that his word is true so that when we return a faithful tithe and offering, he's going to take care of us. That's what he wants us to realize. Think about this. Your job is not your source. Your family is not your source. The pastor is not your source. God is our only source for everything that we need. If you're struggling with health issues, God is a doctor in the sick room. If you're struggling financially, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and all the silver and the gold is his as well. If you are struggling with your family members and socialization, remember that God is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Everything that we need comes from our almighty God. And he's just asking us to, to prove him and see that he is true. When we have problems that we're going through, trial and tribulation, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, trust in God. Depend upon God. This is our opportunity during this pandemic to come closer to God and realize that he is the one that provides for us. If you need a job, he'll keep you in the job that he's given you or he'll get you a better job. If you need finances, he'll make a way out of no way. There is nothing too hard for God. Again, don't grow weary in well-doing. There are times are tough right now all around the world but again, God is saying, use this time to come closer to me and realize that I'm going to take care of you. I have promised to do this. Again, being faithful in terms of tithe and offering is just one aspect of stewardship. But we want to make sure that we do our best to trust and depend upon God. Remember that you can return a faithful tithe and offering through the cash app at dollar sign T-O-P giving. And you can also return it through adventistgiving.org. And again, you can even mail it in to our, tre our treasurer, Sister Teresa Harris. Remember, times get tough, but we serve an extra tough God. Nothing is too hard for him. Trust in him, depend on him, and let him improve him 
let him show you that he is God and there is none else like him. Amen. Have a blessed Sabbath day. Amen. Praise the Lord, Elder Carol, for those encouraging words that we must remain faithful in these times of uncertainty. We have to trust in God. Well, saints, I'm so excited today. Finally, our pastor has made it to the St. Louis, the gateway to the West, and it was no easy task. I think the enemy tried to attack him the whole week, but greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And we want to pray a special prayer that that, that, that the, the word will go forth with power today because I know he's going on a lack of sleep on that 24-hour sojourn through many danger, toils, and snares, but he made it, praise the Lord, and he's, in, he's safe in his home with his family, and we thank him for his commitment to the Lord, and we know that today we're going to be richly blessed as he breaks the bread today, so pull yourself up to the table, get ready to be fed. After our songbird, Sister Beverly Stewart Anderson brings us a selection. The next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, Pastor Tabernacle of Praise, Pastor Jonathan Fields. Hear ye him. His name is
amen, 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 and amen again. Thank you so much, Sister Beverly, for that beautiful song selection. He is truly wonderful. Yes, he is. He is a wonderful God. He is a mighty God. He is a loving God. And I tell you, I am so blessed, honored, and privileged to be able to stand on this platform yet once again. Thank you so much, Sister Beverly, for that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song selection. I also want to uh, just give a shout out. First of all, I just want to give an honor to God. Come on, somebody who is truly the head of my life, who guides me, who directs me, who, who leads me, who push and even discipline me. Come on, somebody, when I get out of line. That's right. The pastor sometimes don't do everything that he should. And if anybody's out there that's claiming that they have everything intact, that they have everything in order, that everything is gravy and all is good. Come on, somebody. Then we need to, you need, might, might need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. But I'm just so glad that God is a forgiving God, a loving God, and a merciful God. So yes, we are so blessed today. Um, I want to give a shout out to so many people. Amen. But I just can't get all these names out. Amen. But I want you to know, my family, uh, Tabernacle of Praise, that we're so blessed, my family and I. We're so appreciative. We're so honored. Hey, hey you know what? I, I, I really, I really want to be careful. I really want to be careful because um, you know, I, you know, I, I, I love my spot here. Come on, somebody. And, and, and you know, sometimes you make it too good. Somebody may come and try to take you from your spot. But you know what? Let me let me just put those that are out there on notice. You can't take what don't belong to you. Come on, somebody. God is truly blessing us. I thank God for my top family. Um, thank you for all that you have done, all that you're doing, the food, amen, uh, the banana pudding, come on now, one of my favorites, amen, uh, uh, the salad, oh my goodness, the food, amen, it's just been so amazing and so awesome, all the love that my family and I have received. Uh, of the coming into our home, even before we got here, preparing it for us, getting it at, at you know, top-notch order, amen. It is just truly a blessing. We love you guys. And it is just a, you know, I was telling my wife this morning, when, when we woke up this morning, I said, honey, um, last week, I said, next week this time, we'll be here today, amen. And we are here today, amen. Last week, amen, I will say next week this time, we will be right here in our home and we're so blessed and honored and just so excited uh, to be here in the St. Louis, Missouri area, amen. Uh, uh, just about three hours from my home, right here at my wife's home, amen. This is this is her stomping ground. I hope it don't bring back too many memories, come on now. Uh, uh, but, but, but we are so blessed. So honored and so glad to be here and all the love. I just cannot express it enough. I cannot express it enough. All the love that we have received has just been amazing. And we're just so, just, just so, we're at a loss of words. So thank you so much for what you've done. And as Elder Harris mentioned earlier, is this wasn't an easy task. Come on now, this was not an easy task. Uh, we tried to get out of our house. The movers came on Tuesday loaded us up amen uh we were expecting between 8 and 10 they showed up at 7 45 and so there was still some some packing that we had to get done and we got all that done the 
truck took off and it hit me. I'm like, wow, there go all of our stuff. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and so we got back in the house, pulled everything together with the plan, with the intentions on leaving the next morning, Tuesday, I mean, Wednesday, and, 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 and got everything intact and woke up, um, uh, got ready to leave on Wednesday and the enemy hit again. Amen. I'm like, just so many things just started unfolding. And so we had to stay over another day. Amen. And so that on, on that Wednesday, we had everything intact. You know, we didn't want to hit the road too late. Didn't want to hit it tired. Want to make sure that we were safe and, and, and everybody was good. So we get on the road Thursday. Amen. We Everything is good. We got everything intact. Key. Everything is good. We praising God. Driving down the road. And then I have a blowout in my truck. Blow out. Just boom. Uh, I pull over. We're like, what is going on? It's just so many things was just unfolding. So many things was just happening. But guess what? You can't stop God. When God puts something in place, you can't stop it. The enemy will try. And I hope somebody's listening to me because you may be going through something and you may be trying to uh, 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 get to that next level. And it seems like you're having all of these obstacles, all these diversions, all these setbacks. But guess what? A setback is only a setup for a comeback. Come on, somebody. And so we are here today. I'm so blessed. I'm so honored. And my family and I on the equal planes are so blessed and honored. And we're just excited to be here to see what the Lord wants is going to do um, um, through through this ministry. So we love you guys. We thank you. And we give you God all praise, honor, and glory for everything that we have received thus far. Uh, at this time, we do want to just get into God's word. But first, I want to just let the family of, um, know that, that we are praying, that my family, we are praying for, for all of our sick and shut in. We're praying for our ministry here and just looking for God to do great things. But let's just jump in, in, into our word today. Um, you know, I'm excited about, you know, every time or any time um, I stand on this platform, I'm just reminded of the fact that uh, I don't belong here, but it is God. And I just want to stay in that place. I never want to get to a place where I feel like I deserve this because I don't deserve it. And I want to be clear and I want to just let the world know because it's so easy sometimes for pastors to get to a place where they feel privileged. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not privileged. I'm just thankful and I'm honored to be able to serve on this platform. This is not I, but it is Christ on the inside. But let's jump right into our word today, amen. Um, from the book of Jeremiah, again, yet one of my favorite books. Um, there's so many favorite books in the Bible that I have. I think you can go from Genesis to Revelation, um, my favorite books, amen, of the Bible. Um, Jeremiah chapter 18, we just want to read just about four uh, verses, which I believe that may be, um, it may be on the screen, amen, but we'll see how that, how that flows. Uh, uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter 18, chapter 18. And we want to read just the first four verses. I think we're going to go with the first four, four verses. And it reads, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, arise and go down to the potter's house. And there I will call you. Um, I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something at the wheel. And the wheel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel. And as it seemed good to the potter to make it. Uh, today, I just want us to talk and spend a little time on the topic, marred, but mendable. Marred, but mendable. Let us pray. 
Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we're so thankful for this opportunity that you have granted us to be able to come before your great throne. As always, it is indeed a privilege and an honor to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your holy name. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, Father, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so as we enter into your presence today, we're asking that you will feed us from on high. Speak to us through thy word, for thy word is truth. It is not I, but it is Christ on the inside. I must now decrease that the spirit of God may increase. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen again. Marred, but mendable. Marred, but mendable. Uh, one of the things I want us to pull out of this passage today is the fact that God's power over his creature is represented here as the potter. Uh, God is in control. It is so easy sometimes for us as believers to forget that God is in control. As I always state in my sermons and try to use me as an example and talk about my life and share my testimonies and share my experiences as a reminder that God is in control. You know, we wake up in the morning and we call on the name of the Lord and we pray in the morning. We have our devotions and I share this all the time and I cannot stress it enough that when we pray in the morning and we ask God to direct our path and to lead us along the way. And then we find ourselves in a situation that was unexpected, be it bad news from the doctor or some tragedy that just showed up. We have to be mindful that God is is in control, that we don't lose our footing, that we don't become a, 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 a self-destructive, that we don't lose our faith, but we remind ourselves that God is in control, that God is the one that is planning, the one that God is the one that is leading, that God is the one that is directing. We have to keep in mind that it was God through that led Jesus uh, uh, by way of the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be of the devil. We have to understand that as children of God, that there are times when we will find ourselves in situations like um, an unexpected tire being blown and on the side of the road, we have to stop and realize that God is still in control because the thing could have went so many different ways. It, it could have flipped over. Uh, it, it, I, I could have I ran into another car. It could have went so many different ways, but yet I was able to merge to the right, to the side, uh, and to safety and get the help that I needed because I remember remain hopeful and understanding that even though my tire blew, it was not something that God did not already know because I believe that God is in control. So when I say that God is in control, one of the things that we have to understand, number one, my first point is that we have to understand that, that, that God has a purpose, that the potter, as we read our text here, the potter has a purpose. That's right. The potter has a purpose. The potter is molding this clay. The potter is forming this clay. Uh, uh, the potter uh, uh, uses his hands, and he also uses instruments. Uh, uh, but 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 before we before we jump too deep into that, before we jump too deep into that, we have to understand that the potter digs 
up the clay. It is a potter that digs up the clay. Understand what I'm saying here, that the potter digs up the clay. He allows that clay to dry, and then he crushes it into powder. Then he adds a little water, and, and, and he mixes all of that up until it becomes soft, and pliable. This is what the potter is doing. And once the clay is softened, he can now begin to shape it into what he pleases, what pleases him. And sometimes, my brothers and sisters, just sometimes uh, uh, these are impurities that hinders the molding process. Sometimes stuff show up in the process that causes now the potter to have to start the process of over again. Sometimes those impurities cause the work of the potter to become marred. Sometimes it, it happens. It happens. It happens quite often, my brothers and sisters, but it never happens without first and foremost God having a purpose. God has a purpose for you. God has a purpose for your life. He has a purpose for you on that job. God has a purpose for you when tragedy happens, when troubles show up, or when situations seem to overwhelm or overtake. God still have a purpose. Just because trouble shows up does not lessen the fact that you still belong to God. It doesn't mean that God has turned his back on you. It doesn't mean that God has left the building. What it simply means is that when trouble shows up, when the clay becomes a little marred, be it, be it you're someone falling back to a life of sin, be it, be it someone thought maybe they thought they were rid of uh, that tobacco. Maybe you thought you was rid of that pornography. We have to understand that God can still use Mark Clay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You may be marred, my brothers and sisters. You may be marred, but in the hands of God, you are mendable. So the potter has a purpose. The potter has a plan. The potter is focused on the mission. So as he began to mold the clay, he's using his hands and he also uses instruments. Oh, I love the fact that God doesn't just leave us to fend for ourselves. But God, once he places his hands on you, he never takes them off of you. God is always moving. He's always working and he's always always sorting things out and he's always doing things to get you to become a better you. We have to keep in mind, oh, I feel my help right here, right now, because I had to travel down that road myself, that God has a plan and a purpose and God sees stuff in you that you don't see in yourself. And sometimes God will send individuals along your path. Sometimes God will place folk in your life just to remind you that there is something greater, that there is something more palatable, that there is something more awesome, that there is something more greater in you that you are allowing to come through. And sometimes God has to break that clay down because he see that you are almost there, but, 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 but there is a marred piece right there that I have to break the clay down all over again and start the process all over again. 
again, I'm reminded of all of that. And God said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsaken you. Therefore, if I start the process all over again, he that has begun a good work in you is faithful to see that thing to the end. He's not going to send you somewhere or allow you to go into a place that he don't already have a plan for your escape. Oh, I love the fact that God can lead me and guide me and God can direct me. Why? Because as a clay, I have to understand that God is that God has a purpose, that God has a plan, that God will not do something or allow something to come upon me to take me out the game. And even if, come here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if God chooses to throw me in the fire, I know that I serve a God that has power enough to come in the fire and hang out with me. Even though I go through cancer, he's hanging out with me. If I'm going through bankruptcy, he's going out, he's hanging out with me. If I'm going through trials, he's hanging out with me because God said, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsaken you. Oh, that's the kind of God I serve. Oh, that's the kind of God I serve, that God has a purpose, that God has a plan, that God is not going to just let stuff show up in my life. He's brought me too far to, oh, I feel a song right there. He's brought me too far to leave me. I don't believe that God would bring me all this way. Oh, I don't believe that God would bring me to this platform. Believe, I don't believe that he would bring me to this place and then turn around and leave me to fend for myself. So I want you to understand me, my brothers and sisters, my family, my, 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 my beloved ones, that God will not throw something on your plate that you cannot digest. That if God bring you to it, he will bring you through it. That if God allow it to show up is just giving him an opportunity to show out. We just have to let God be God in the midst of all of our troubles and trials. You may be marred, my brothers and sisters, but you're amendable. Oh, yes, you are. Jeremiah understood that as God told Jeremiah to go down and check out what the pot is doing. And Jeremiah understood that as the potter began to mold, it reminded him of how God was molding Israel and the clay represented Israel. And that Jeremiah was getting the picture. He was understanding it. God, Jeremiah was able to, uh, it, it was beginning to make a little sense now. Jeremiah, it was all coming into, into view. Now I could see that what the potter is doing is simply what God is doing in, in, in the life of Israel. My brothers and sisters, I just stopped by here to let you know that the same thing is taking place right now, that God is simply molding you, my children. He's molding us. Oh, yes. So we have to understand, that, first of all, that the potter has a plan. Not only, not only do the potter, I mean, that the potter has a purpose, not only do the potter 
has a purpose. But when the uh, uh, potter, as he was molding the clay, as, as, as he was molding the clay and the clay uh, became marred, now we have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that it's the potter's problem. Oh, you don't, you don't hear me. You don't hear me this morning. Oh, yes, I want you to get this right here. If you don't get nothing else, you have to understand that the potter now is saying that your problem is now my problem. Oh, 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 what you're going through right now, that's my problem. Let me deal with it. Give it over to me because truth of the matter is you can't handle it. And so while the potter was working on it, the vessel became marred in the hands of the potter. And once marred, the vessel could not become what the potter wanted it to be. So now the potter have to make an executive decision. The vessel could be thrown in the trash. The vessel could have been kicked out because now the vessel is marred. But no, no, no. I love the fact that the potter was able to do a new thing in that clay. Hallelujah. You have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that your being marred, you being marred is not your problem. Oh, I want you to understand me right here and here. understand me real clear that it's God's problem because God said, I will set you free if you call on me. And I reminded of many a times I was going through my battle of sin, a sinful life. And there were many a times I was calling on the name of the Lord to deliver me from that thing. And it seemed like the more I called on him. It seemed like the more that thing intensified. It seemed like the more I trusted him. It seemed like the more trouble showed up. It seemed like the more I tried to show faith in him. It seemed like the more I became faithless. No matter how I struggled, no matter how I tried, it seemed like the more I tried to do, I take one step forward and it seemed like I was not back three. It seemed like every time I try to surrender my all to Jesus and all to Jesus I owe. It seemed like the more I try to surrender, it seemed like the more I was arrested by troubles and trials and struggles and old thoughts and old promises and old past lives. And it seemed like the more I tried to free myself, the more I tried to break myself, the more I tried, I, 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 Somebody you get it. The more I tried, but then God had to remind me that it's not your problem. Get your eye out the way and let me come in. Let God come in. Let God set you free. Let God deliver you. And even if you're going through it right now, he that set you free will be free indeed. And although I struggled in the beginning, God was just testing. God was just allowing me to understand uh, that what he's about to do, uh, he's going to set me free. Uh, he's going to get me to a place uh, where now I no longer think about it. No longer do I want to be about it. No longer am I living about it. No more does that. And God said, I have to allow you to go through that way so that you will understand that it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's not you, but it's me. That I'm the one that is in control 
of your life and your destiny. I have a plan for you. You know, sometimes we forget, my brothers and sisters, we forget that God is the one that is in control, that God God is the one that has it all worked out. He know exactly what he wants to do in your life. The problem comes in is when we get in the way and try to do it our way because we feel like that that's not what we want to do or what we want to be. Oh, oh yes, oh yes, I'm telling you because this was not the plan for me. This was this was not my on my top list to do. Uh, to be a preacher, to be a representative of the kingdom of God, as wonderful as it sounds and as wonderful as it is right now, in the earlier stages, that wasn't the case. That was not that was not my MO. That was not my my thought processes to be a preacher. Are you serious? Are you you for real right now? Are you really serious about this? Me? You're talking about me? You know, uh, to be a preacher. But see, God sees stuff in us. Oh, come on now. I'm trying to help that that struggling drug addict out there right now. I'm trying. I'm speaking to you right now that you may be going through some a situation right now, and, and, and God is working, and you're trying so hard to get free of it. My brothers and sisters, my I, I just want to speak to you right now. You give that thing over to God, and you let God deal with it. And even if sometimes you may slip and fall, uh, God, you never give up on God. See, that's the problem is we let folk talk us out of our salvation. We let folk talk us out of the promises that God has declared to us because we slip one time, because we've fallen one or two times, and now all of a sudden, what you're trying for, why you might as well give that saying up. Now, don't you let them talk you out of your salvation. Don't let the enemy manipulate you out of what God has already promised to you. What Christ done on the cross, he's covered it all, and if the truth be told that same voice, that same person that's telling you to give up, they have already given up. I don't care how many times they show up in the church building, no matter how many times they claim attending the prayer line. Oh yeah, I'm talking about it because you have to understand that if you're on the prayer line, then you ought not be telling folk to give up. You ought not be telling folk to stop. You ought to be encouraging folk to go on, to talk to them in love. If you, anybody ought to be able to get a prayer through, it should be our prayer warriors to be able to say, you know what, my brother, you're struggling right now, but don't give up on God. Don't, 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 don't throw in the towel right now. Give him another shot. And if they fall again, you go back to them with love and compassion. The same way Jesus keeps coming back to us when we fall short. He said, hang on in there a little while longer. I know it's rough right now, but you can do it. And that's what got me over somebody praying for me by the name of Jack. MacArthur. That's right. My sister praying for me. Now, I know, brother, you're struggling right now, but don't give up on God. Don't turn your back on God. I know you're still struggling with some things right now, but never give up on God. And he that shall be done a good work in you is faithful. And he did just that. He brought me through. Oh, I can stand here and talk about it now. I know you don't want to hear about it, but I'm going to set the captives free today. Oh, yeah, say, yeah, I got about a couple hours of sleep, but I woke up rejuvenated. It's something about the Sabbath. I don't know, you know, now come tomorrow, there may be another story. I may sleep at 1.30 in the 8 Come on now, come on. <laughs> but, but I feel my help right here. And it's something about worshiping God on his true Sabbath day that gives that rejuvenation, that that that.
that, that, that gives you that new spark on life, give you a new outlook on life. I never thought it was this, uh, that it could be this good to be able to worship God on the day that he set aside. Yes, there are so many days out there that you can worship God on. But you can worship on a Sunday. You can worship him on a Monday. And I encourage you to worship him on a Tuesday, maybe even on a Wednesday. You can even go to God and have worship on Thursday and even on Friday and even on Saturday. Come on, somebody. But the truth of the matter is there is only one day that God set aside. There was only one day that God set aside that he blessed it and he sanctified it and he set it aside for a special use. Amen. And that is the seventh day Sabbath of the Lord thy God. It thou shalt not do any work. No, your man, daughter, your sons, you shall not do any work. It's something about the Sabbath. Hallelujah. Woo! That gives me energy right there. So we have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that the, when you find yourself in a situation, it is the potter's problem. It's his problem. That's right, because you can't fix yourself. Many times, many have tried. Many have tried to quit. You can't do it by yourself. You need to give that thing over to God. The reason we resist the working of the potter in our lives is because we become marred when we want only the blessings and not the responsibilities of serving God. We become marred when all we want is for God to give us, but we don't want a responsibility. We want to, we want to, we want to, you know, it's like walking with Jesus but don't want to experience the troubles that Jesus was experiencing. That's why even the disciples, when they came to arrest him, even Peter walked with him, but he was in the cut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When they came to arrest Jesus, no, no, they, they, they all scattered. You see, we want the blessings, but we don't want the responsibility. Not only that, but we become marred when we are starved ourselves by not reading and studying the word of God. We become marred. Oh, yes. We become more. We become more because of lack of communication with God. We don't pray like we should. We become more. We become more because we will not take advantage of training and become better servants of the Most High God. We become more. We become more. We are more because un un unusable for the potter's original plan because we will not hear his voice. We become marred. And there are times when the potter is just about to completion with the work on the potter's wheel. And boom, there we go again. We're marred. And the potter have to start all over. We become marred when one, when one becomes hardened. They can no longer be shaped or molded. You allow somebody to get you, get into your spirit, you know, you know, really got to you. And now you quit coming to church. You don't want to fool with church folk. You become hard. But my brothers and sisters, you may be marred, but you are mendable. You see, marred but mendable are, 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 are you, you, you are, you are mendable but not dispendable. That's right. Not disposable, but mendable. That's right. You are essential to the kingdom of God. You have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that you are needed, that you are indispensable, that God needs you in this thing. You're not dispensable. God said, I need you here. I need you here. 
let me move on here to my third point. Not only, not only that is it the potter's problem, the potter's purpose, but it's also, you see the potter's patient. Oh yes, he did not throw the clay away. The potter realized that the clay was marred and he realized that there was some, in, some um, imperfections going on with this clay. Not only did he continue, but he did it with patience and with love. I just spoke about that. We have to be patient with each other and be with it because we're all marred. We all have some type of defect. Yeah, your defect may not be publicly known, but your defect may be a hidden agenda but you're still a defect. And in the potter, you're on the wheel spinning. So the potter sees it all. See, it's not up for the clay to see the defects of other clay. It's up to the potter to see the defects in all the clay. It's not for you to see that. It's not for us to see that. It's for us to be a representative of the kingdom of God and be about love, patience, and understanding because the truth of the matter is we're all marred. We're all marred and we're all are in need. He did not throw the clay away. He crushed it, then he began a new work in it. He worked with it again to make it into something else. Oh yes, I was talking to my wife just the other day and I was talking about my high school and how um, I was in, man, in, in, in uh, band and music and um, love music, love music. Um, straight A student in, in, in music and band. Amen. Played the clarinet, bass clarinet. Amen. Keyboard, did a little keyboard. And um, straight A's, straight A's in high school, straight A's. And <clears throat> the band teacher wanted me to become a part of the marching band. And I didn't like the way they marched. I felt it wasn't cool. I didn't want to wear those uniforms. I thought it was crazy, the big hats. It's just not, I wasn't feeling any of that. And when I graduated from high school, my music ended because I didn't have any, I didn't have a clarinet at home. I didn't have bass clarinet and the, I didn't have keyboard. I mean, we had a piano, but I just, I just stopped. I just stopped altogether. God was molding me into something then. Oh yeah, but the clay became marred. So God had to start a new work. And I'm reminded of how God uses us and how God placed us in situations where he's molding and he's working and he's building. And then we become flawed, be it somebody says something or do something. But we have to understand, my brothers and sisters, and be very clear that the potter is still patient with us, that he hasn't given up. And he began a new work. He's doing something greater. He said, listen, and, then, and, the, and the beautiful thing is about the potter, when he gets to the end goal, that's exactly what he wanted in the first place. Is that sometimes God has to take you through different channels to get you to the place he wants you to be. The potter is patient. With each remaking, he may have had a design, a new vessel because of the, uh, uh, the immature of the clay, the immaturities of the clay. The potter said, I'm going to continue to work this thing out because I know what I want from you and one for you. Last thing, last thing, the potter's persistent. The potter stayed at the wheel until he got the desired piece. 
He did not quit working when the clay with the clay until he had made an object of him. He wants to keep working with us. He will keep working on you. He will keep working through you. He will keep working for you until he receives the image of himself. That's what he wants. That's what he is, his desire is. When people look at you now, they ought not to see the same you, the what you used to be. They ought to be able to be perplexed and bewildered and ask the question, what, what is it about you? You look different now. You're talking different now. You're walking different now. And now you can direct those individuals to the potter. Now you can send them to the master and let them know that it is because of what God has done in your life. The reason why you are able to stand is the reason why you are able to move forward. The reason why you are able to forgive. The reason why you are able to love the unlovable is because God once loved you when you needed loving. That God loved on you, that God prayed for you, that God cares for you, and that God said, I will not walk away from you because I am persistent in what I am doing. I will not turn my back on you. Oh, my brothers and sisters, we are ready and willing to be shaped. We're ready to walk on with Jesus. We're ready to walk on into the promised land and let all of heaven know that God is the risen Savior, and let the world know uh, that he that has begun uh, this great work in you uh, is faithful to complete it to the very end. Uh, no longer do I struggle, uh, no longer do I fight with it, uh, but because of God, uh, I'm able to stand firm. Uh, because of what God has done uh, in my life today, uh, I'm able to go forward by faith, uh, trusting, uh, believing, um, and never giving up. Oh, how great of a God we serve. I may be marred. I may be messed up. I may even forget sometimes. I may even lose my mind. But I serve a God that is able to take my marred life up, that is able to take my marred self up and make me into something great and make me into something awesome. I may be marred but I am mendable. Hallelujah. Hey, <laughs> you may be marred. You may be messed up. They may have given up on you, but God will never give up on you. They may have counted you out, but God said, I will never count you out. You may be marred. You may have flaws, but God is able to take those flaws and turn them into something great. Will you let him do that for you today? Will you let God be great in your life today? Will you trust him even when you can't trace him? Will you do that for me today? 
If you want God to be the captain of your soul, I just ask you to close your eyes and repeat after me. My God, my God, God, Jesus, I thank you for what you have done in my life already. I praise you for being the awesome God that you are. But there are some situations in my life right now that are just messed up. And I know you see it. Will you come into my life and help me, oh God, mend me right now? I am marred, but I am also mendable. Thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Pastor. What a powerful message of encouragement. That gives me faith and hope. Lord, but Lord, I'm mendable. Knowing that God has it all in control. God has a plan, a purpose, and we just have to trust him through the process. Thank you so much, Pastor, for that powerful message. Woo! I'm going to have to share this page, and I'm going to have to just rewind the tape and just feed off of it so I can get it all. Thank you, Pastor. What a, a powerful message today. We have truly been blessed. And, Pastor, we want you to go ahead and get you get your good night's rest. <laughs> Lord, as you use you mightily, that was truly the Holy Spirit that spoke to you this morning. Thank you once again. And, Saints... What a powerful message, and we just want to remind you that on uh, this evening at 2.30, we're going to continue with our uh, last day events uh, class. We're on chapter 18. Uh, it's going to be the seven last plagues and the righteous. Elder Carol is going to lead that out for us this evening at 2.30, and also this evening at 7.30. Uh, those uh, that want to be involved in the Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage Convention. So we're going to have that, that on our Zoom uh, channel. You can Zoom in on that tonight. And we just want to remind you on uh, Wednesday for our Power Hour prayer meeting, Hump Day, uh, we want you to uh, call a friend and invite a friend to tune in and pray with us because we're as much prayer, there's much power. So until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>